from Alaska Public Media, this is State of Art. Welcome to the weekend and to State of Art, your weekly dose of Anchorage Arts and Culture. I'm Ammon Swenson. Coming up, I speak with local artist Meg Anderson. Her show Yellow Skies and Black Birds open tonight at Cyrano's Art Gallery. But first, RKP Productions' new original play, Out to Lunch, opened yesterday at Anchorage Community Theater. The comedy was written and is directed by Dick Reichman. It's about a small city council deciding whether to accept free COVID-19 vaccines for the community. We're joined by Reichman and RKP's Audrey Weltman-Kelly. Here's Reichman. We at RKP Theater, we, we like to think that we do plays with a little more social consciousness and weight than, than most entertainment, though that always hasn't been the case. So I started looking around for plays that contained a capsule of our present political moment, which is very unique. In this country right now, we're flooded with disinformation. The universal trusted news source is no longer there. It used to be when I was a kid at ABC, CBS, NBC, whatever they said, everybody believed it or thought they should believe it anyway. Nowadays, there's no shared source of information. And as a result, we have government has ground to a halt in a way that I've never seen before. This is a whole new political life for America. Well, you know, our facts and beliefs in the old days when we all agreed were probably manufactured too. So, <laughs> but at least we all had this, the same misapprehension. Now we have different misapprehensions and we can't get along. And yeah. misinformation. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the cast and uh, what types of characters we're actually dealing with here. Oh, our fabulous cast includes Mark Stoneburner, who plays the mayor, who's calling this special meeting. And then we have Nava Bastani Saracino. Saracino, yeah. Sar- Saracino. Sorry, Nava. She is the school teacher in town, so she's going to have a school teacher's perspective. We have Skylar Davis, who is playing a right-wing nut. He's fabulous in this role. And he, of course, has his conspiracy theory. He's followed by Jim Hackey, who is also a right-wing nut. And he has a slightly different version of things. We have uh, Mark Robokoff, who is playing the doctor who runs the small clinic in town. And then we have Shay Lisa M. Anderson, who is playing Frederica, who owns the beauty shop. And she's probably the most flamboyant of all of the characters. (laughs) And she's a black woman, and her her race plays into the whole scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so obviously, you know, this is this is a comedy. I don't know if we've touched on that yet. I mean, do you think the messaging and stuff would be as effective if it weren't comedic? It might I be don't know. too heavy. Maybe, maybe it isn't comedic. Who knows? I got to have in front of an audience yet. Maybe you got a dark sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> we hope we no, get some I, laughs. I, I really wanted to avoid the the despairing hopelessness. One thing that's a little unrealistic about the play is that all these people sort of get along and like each other even though they're all over the political spectrum. And it's kind of hope Hoping it's kind of moment that we can come to in our nation. Some to aspire to, yeah, maybe. Some to, some I, can, way. I can tolerate, even though you believe the most stupid things on earth. I can tolerate your presence in my life, even though you're an idiot. Yeah, you know? we're, we're all human. <laughs> we're all in the same community. Many of us have those people in our families of of the of two different yeah. sides of the issue, and and we've had Thanksgivings together and Christmases together. We do have to learn to just accept. That was RKP Productions' Audrey Weltman-Kelly and writer-director Dick Reichman. Their play Out to Lunch opened yesterday and runs Thursdays through Saturdays at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. through January 22nd. 
Up next, artist Meg Anderson's show at Cyrano's Gallery opened tonight and runs through February 26th. She's originally from Wisconsin, but spent 24 years as an interpretive graphic artist and illustrator for Alaska State Parks. You could say that I'm one of the best-known artists that nobody's ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) I see, a lot of times I see when people come on vacations, they'll take pictures of the interpretive panels in the parks and then post them nationally, internationally, and that's a lot of fun. I did donate some art you know, that I did on my own to the state, and I snuck in my initials on those, but I wasn't allowed to sign anything. And um, it was a dream, a dream job for me. And when I was in college, nobody ever said, how about being an interpretive graphic artist and illustrator? And uh, to me, it was a great job. And I eventually started, um, in fact, quite quickly started research and writing, too, which improved a lot of skills that um, were just kind of lying dormant. Do you kind of maybe work with, you know, other maybe like rangers or other kind of, yeah, so the kind of information wing of the parks and stuff like that will work with you like, okay, we need an interpretive sign. Absolutely. And sometimes there are mandates like, um, uh, you know, mitigation projects and things like that. Did you have any that maybe were personal favorites or like a specific sign or like a location that people might still be able to visit and read the sign? Kasugi Ken in Denali State Park. It's probably my recent favorite one. And that's one of the places I snuck in some of my personal art to. Why is that one a favorite? Is it just maybe a combination of the location and the work you were able to do for it? I think the work we were able to do... I think we had a little bit of a freer hand as far as uh, what we were going to do, Mm. especially when it came to the campground. We did collective names for animals, like a ballet of swans. You know, that's what we would name the little camp spots. And of course, for the big one, for where the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts go, you know, it was a pack of wolves. And a sleuth of bears. and Yeah, so I'm assuming that probably got you to facilitate traveling all over to some really cool locations one as well. One would think. <laughs> I wasn't Maybe. always the one that got to go places. But I suppose my favorite trip was going to Haines. That's a really interesting place to go. It's a, it's a gorgeous, sweet little town and a lot of opportunities for interpretation. And was an inspiration for a poem that I wrote called Rafe the Raven Eats Once More um, in Trochaic Octometer, (laughs) where the river never freezes, and so that's where the eagles come to eat. They just gather there. It's an incredible sight. Yeah. So it sounds like you do a lot. I mean, outside of just kind of your creative professional work, it's, you know, you're obviously painting, you're doing music, but also it sounds like you, you do poetry and you write as well? Yes, is it kind of more of a, a personal endeavor, or do you ever kind of uh, have any writings that you put out there get published? Just a, a couple with the, uh, the Alaska Writers Guild, and I did illustrate Alaska Animals, We Love You, the children's book, and Alaska Animals, We Love You Too, and that was a lot of fun. So that kind of, that's what got me interested in getting into the Writers Guild, especially since they now, you know, have the children's book uh, illustrators section too. So it's a... It's a lot of fun. I haven't been involved since COVID because I like being present. Well, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but, you know, with your personal work, is it primarily painting that you express yourself? Let's say primarily two-dimensional. In other words, anything that makes a mark. 
I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Pastels, graphite, uh, gouache. That's why there's such a variety of styles from very controlled to very expressive. Can we talk about the music a little bit? Uh, it sounds like you have maybe a couple of musical projects. Maybe Most more? musicians do. It's kind of an incestuous town that way. Um, I have a band called Meg and Her Married Men, and we unfortunately lost a member very suddenly. But we still are playing as Megan, her married men. At the folk festival, we're going to have a cello with us, and we're going to invite the other woman on stage with us for a couple songs, too. And I ended up getting into a swing band, which is probably the most fun I've ever had in a band, playing in a swing band where people actually dance when you play. Yeah. And... Um, and I got together with a woman that just loves to sing. And when she saw that I had a lot of Christmas songs in my song list, we just we she just was all over that. And we've the last two years we've done Christmas carolings, a lot of the senior centers and a very appreciative audience. Yeah. Do you sing and play? Are you a player? How does how does that fit in? Yes, I sing and play. I, I play bass and I play rhythm guitar and I sing while doing both. Awesome. Has that been uh, something that you've been doing kind of along with your kind of other art endeavors the whole time? or is... It did put art on the back burner when I picked up a guitar for the first time for a little while because you kind of have to woodshed to get off the ground. But I, I got out there on stage right away. So in other words, more courage than brains. I had never even plugged in and been amplified when I, when I got on stage the first time. But it was the best experience you could have is just getting right out there and doing it. Yeah, just throw yourself in. Yeah, to the wolves. <laughs> Hopefully they were polite wolves. Well, um, yeah, let's talk about your show at Cyrano's Art Gallery. So it looks like it runs from January 6th to February 26th. Yes. And uh, it's called Yellow Skies and Blackbirds. You know, what can people expect uh, from this show of yours? I guess they can expect to be not actively entertained, but thoughtfully provoked, maybe. Yeah. Is this going to be um, just a complete collection of paintings, or is it kind of mixed like some of your other interests, you know, maybe doing some or various styles of painting? I would say various styles and mediums, but the connecting feature is the yellow skies and blackbirds. And I just kind of started to notice it evolved rather than me setting out to do a body of work, more like a compilation of things that just I observed were taking kind of going along the same path. I also noticed that when I was painting these yellow skies, I would your brain kind of starts to float around because, of course, you're thinking about form, color, light, and then it starts to float around, and I start thinking about when President Kennedy was assassinated. And I remember when our teacher told us that, I looked out the window, and the sky kind of turned yellow, and these blackbirds kind of flitted across the cornfield that was out the window. This is in the Midwest. And that's what I started thinking about every time I would paint these pictures. So a lot of them are evocative that, of that. And the ravens started showing up after I wrote that poem. I thought it was a children's book. And I would do the paintings, I'd do the drawings, and none of them had that children's look I thought I was going for. So I'm not quite sure it is. It's a cycle of life story. 
but I think it might be a more adult coffee table type book rather than, you know, an illustrated book rather than for children. But children could appreciate that. But trochaic octometer is kind of complex. Can you maybe touch on that just a little bit? Edgar Allan Poe. So the kind Raven. of it's that longer. Same. Yeah, usually about eighteen stanzas. Are there plans for this to ultimately become illustrations for a book, or is that kind of maybe just out in the ether and maybe see what happens? There are some plans, kind of cloud-like, <laughs> and I'll probably do a couple hundred before I settle on how it's really going to evolve. And But when I do, I think it'll happen fast. Yeah. But that's cool. I like that, you know, it seems like you set out to do something, it started to evolve, and you're just kind of going with the flow and letting it kind of take the form that it wants to be eventually. I think that's a good way to describe it, although I had... Uh a watercolor teacher in college went, no, you control that. <laughs> but um, I like to go with the flow. That was artist Meg Anderson. Her show Yellow Skies and Black Birds will be at Cyrano's Art Gallery until February 26th. And that's all the time we have for you today. For links and more content, you can head to the State of Art page on alaskapublic.org. Oh yeah, we're also a podcast now, so you can find us in all the usual places. I'm Ammon Swenson. Thanks for listening. State of Art is a production of Alaska Public Media, which is solely responsible for its content. The views expressed are those of the hosts and participants and do not reflect KSKA or its underwriters. Theme music is Spring Breakup by Termination Dust. Get in touch with the host by sending an email to soa at alaskapublic.org.